0: program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. So watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching propaganda.
1: Yeah, I used to be a liberal too, because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad.
2: Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin.
1: Yep, I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission
0: America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things things are
1: still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com. For more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at WorldNetDaily. That's WND.com. Also on BarbWire.com and I am elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out my book, which is written especially for teens. And it's called Maybe He's Not Gay. Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Truth versus lies. So isn't that the central struggle for all of humanity? And certainly in our current culture here in America. So how do we process all that's going on today as we are believers in the body of Christ and trying to figure out what our role is in our rapidly transforming nation and how we can go on and live our lives and be a good witness for Jesus Christ, our Savior. I've always appreciated our guest today. He is a cogent and insightful thinker and an important voice among Christians. David Fiorazzo is an author, public speaker, content contributor, and co-host of a daily radio talk show in Wisconsin called Stand Up for the Truth. He's been involved in Christian ministry for over 25 years and broadcasting for 30 years. He loves the living word of the only true God and seeks to defend and proclaim Christ without apology or compromise. He's spoken in many groups uh, on men's retreats, and he's, he's widely known among many people that appreciate his work. And he's coming out with a new book called Redefining Truth. Delusions of Replacing God and Calling Evil Good. So welcome back to Mission America Radio, David. Thank you so much,
2: Linda, and thank you for your kind words and uh, being one of the endorsers of my new book. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it was an honor to be asked, and you are a wonderful writer. You are a very cogent, as I said, thinker. And I'm just asking you, I'm just to just to start the discussion because there's so much here to talk about in yeah. the limited time we have. It's ra- That's uh-huh. the radio problem, isn't it? You deal with that all the yeah. time. But so yeah. what what caused you to re- was there one incident or something that caused you to write this latest book? Because you have a previous book. Let's talk about what's the name of your previous book?
2: Um, well, the first one was Eradicate, Blotting Out right. God in America. That's right. And the most recent before that was, the co- actually after that, The Cost of Our Silence, which came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it's doing better this year than it has been since the first time it came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it, but um, I wrote a little bit more about religious freedom in that book, The Cost of Our Silence. And I mentioned the Johnson Amendment, which I think you and I had talked about in a previous interview. But when Donald Trump brought that up, Last year, um, my website was in the top five or ten uh, sites that came up in the Google search engines when people were searching for the Johnson Amendment wow. at that time. Now hundreds and hundreds of people have written about it, but I wrote about it in The Cost of Our Silence. And then just now this year, it's Redefining Truth.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So uh, what, was there something that particularly prompted you to go with this next title, The Redefining Truth Issue?
2: Yeah if if I were to condense it it's the spread of moral relativism not just in our culture Linda but particularly in the church yeah. seeing and and again you know you do a lot of research and talk about the LGBTQ questioning queer agenda but the t is what we're dealing with now that is being rolled out right now the transgender agenda wasn't just didn't start with Bruce Jenner in one of the chapters, I uh, call it, I think, One-Way Tolerance and the cha- Transgender Agenda. I document the timeline, which goes back, uh, my goodness, to the 1950s, and we don't even realize how many events in, in the past have taken place one at a time to plug away at this the transgender agenda, and now it's full swing, outblown in our culture. So when I saw this in the last couple years happening in our culture, and people confused about the truth, and that's what we need to stand on as Christians. Really? That's when I thought, okay, this is also affecting believers or professing believers, and we've got to start uh, talking about this, addressing it, confronting these issues more articulately and more boldly in culture. And I just want to bring you back to a basic... It's very simple, in Mark chapter ten, six through eight, Jesus covered really two things: creation and marriage in this nugget in Scripture. He said, "But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two but one." Now Jesus was quoting the Old Testament in that verse. And immediately after that, he added his own endorsement by saying, what God has joined together, let not man separate, talking about a man and a wife. And you know that, Marriage in America, and I wrote a chapter on that too, and forgive me for going so long on this opening question, but the chapter, Can Natural Marriage Be Saved? That might not take the angle that you might uh, think it would take, approaching the lgbtq or the homosexual agenda because heterosexual marriage has been suffering for the last 50 to 75 years we have given into adultery and now it's pretty much normalized in america so natural marriage has been under attack but now we've got a whole new ball game with the legalizing or the so-called redef uh, the redefinition of marriage by the supreme court and when i say so called only god defines marriage mm-hmm. and now the transgender agenda was naturally rolled out after that so we are facing so much which compelled me to write uh, some of the chapters and put this in a book called redefining truth
1: yes and you know you say that very very uh articul- articulately in in bringing up the mark um, 10 which is also uh, in matthew 19 the same uh, passage yes. generally speaking is there yeah, there's so much in that, um, as long as you bring that up, because one of the things that occurs to me in that, because, you know, the other side, the, the left uses the excuse or the liberal church will say, oh, no, he was just referring, Jesus was just referring to divorce, and he was just explaining, no, 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 he was broadening this to the beginning of creation. But also notice one thing that jumped out at me after reading this numerous, numerous times is that... Um, is that Jesus talks about uh, you, a man shall leave his father and mother. He doesn't say his father and father or his mother and mother. It's just yeah, one more point. one more place, <laughs> one more place where there is no homosexual so called marriage ever in the Bible, nor even any endorsed relationship. And so um, this is just fantasy. And and you're right. It's the the church is totally deceived. You talk about. Yeah uh and deceptions within the church, and I'm quoting you from your book, just because Christianity is not popular in America as it once was does not mean it is not true. We are living in an ever-changing society in which feelings trump facts, relevance trumps repentance, and truth is being yeah. molded to fit current trends. That's really, um, I love that, relevance trumps repentance. That is so articulate, so
2: yes and churches trying to be more corporate or following the business model are pursuing right. relevance meaning how can we christians relate more to the culture how can we be more entertaining and then what you have to do is you have to find entertaining methods to draw people into the church once you start doing that you start conforming to the world and then there's not much separation mm-hmm. or a biblical word would be sanctification between christians and the world and i want to boil it down to this quote which i pursue and answer or try to answer and give evidence for throughout the book CS Lewis once said Christianity if false is of no importance and if true of infinite importance right. he said the only thing it cannot be is moderately important so there's no gray area here and one of the things you brought up earlier we even regarding marriage there's unfortunately there is a, a liberal christianity or, or the christian left in america Many of them do not believe God's word is inspired, perfect, inerrant, infallible. But that's not what Scripture teaches. If you read Second uh, Peter chapter one, if you read Gen- Genesis one, John one, Colossians one, just start there. In the beginning uh, was the Word. The Word became flesh and right. dwelt among us. That's John one fourteen. Yep. Yep. And so it, it's very important to go back to Jesus and his deity. He didn't just show up you know, when he did 2,000 years ago, he existed from the beginning of time. And when they say, oh, Jesus didn't specifically mention homosexuality, I know your listeners probably already know this. He did, because all sexual sin Jesus was referring to when he mentioned it. Plus, if it says it's an abomination in the Old Testament, guess what? Jesus is the Word. He is God. So he is preexistent. So just to to try to narrow, narrow him, put him narrowly into the Gospels, or be, even before the Apostle Paul, who said, you know, any kind of sexual sin outside of a marriage is wrong, or is, it, it's sin, any sexual activity. It, so they're trying to squeeze him into like like the red letter Christians do. They're trying to say oh, it's just the Jesus red letters. He's all about love and and grace, and he is about love and grace. But he is also about holiness and righteousness, and there will be a judgment. Day and we forget about that. So I just want to make sure people understand Jesus' deity, which is now debated sometimes in churches as well. This
1: is so important, and uh, before I I want to make a comment on that because that's an incredibly important um, uh, key uh, element that people keep forgetting. But I want to make sure if people are just joining us that they know we're talking with David Fiorazzo, who is an author, commentator, radio host in Wisconsin, and author of Now Your. I'm guessing it's this is the third book, is that what you're saying? It's it's yes. re- called Redefining Truth: Delusions of Replacing God and Calling Evil Good, and before we go any further, um it's just now coming out, so where will people be able to get it, David?
2: Well, my website is davidfiorazzo.com. My uh, uh, publisher's Anico A N E K O Anico Press, but within if it's not already up on Amazon, within days it will be up at amazon.com and I have a page there with a bio and information on the book. In fact, on my publisher's website, Eco Press, uh, right now he's got the uh, introduction up to preview, plus uh, uh, at least two and a half chapters of the book, so you can preview quite a bit of it and uh, see a, a informational vi- a video there as well.
1: Oh, that is wonderful. Um, no, you're talking about Jesus as creator. This is huge because mm-hmm. I've got a page on my uh, the Mission America website. Uh, did Jesus really... Uh, Jesus never talked about homosexuality, or did he? Yeah, when you go to Colossians 1, which is the Apostle Paul, New Testament, yeah. right in the beginning, it says, uh, the, uh, talking about Jesus, he is the firstborn over all creation, the image of the invisible God. All things were created through him, for him, by him, and for him, and all things hang together in him. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but wow, yeah. this is this is like the first chapter of the book of John, which is uh unbelievable concept about uni- yes. the, the universal God who created everything, and that's Jesus. So he's, he's, yes. back. he's the Old Testament God. I mean, it's the same God. I
2: know. Yes. I know, and I want to encourage your audience to read the first 18 verses in John 1. Yes. And you will get a very good idea of the deity of Christ, who Jesus is, and that he came, he was God in the flesh, and the world generally at that time rejected him when here uh, god is standing right in front of them in the flesh which is interesting i make this point i think it's the introduction in, in the book where Pilate, the the governor asked jesus what is truth?" right and here truth is standing right in front of him mm-hmm. and you know pilot asked jesus don't you know i that i have the power to condemn you or the power to set you free i just paraphrased and jesus said You would have no power over me if it were not given you from above. But it's interesting, he said, Jesus also said, those who are on the side of truth, listen to me. And that's what caused Pilate, the governor, in a position to judge God, ironically enough, to say uh, what is truth.
1: Yeah and and you quote um in your book you talk about the growing influence of secularism we don't have very much time so just make a quick comment on that one quarter of christians strongly agree that what is right or wrong depends on what an individual believes these are christians wow
2: yes Yes, and this is one another of the sad reasons that uh, we need to start talking more about this, and we need to be equipped when we go out and and, uh, just be able to talk to even our friends at church, because uh, looking at our culture while studying Scripture, and there's abundant evidence for Christianity, but yet there's a lot of doubt going on out there. And, uh, you know, like you said, secularism, humanism, these things are, are just taking root, unfortunately, even in the truth to the point, even in the church, I mean. Uh, to the point where we're falling into this trap of accepting what society or culture claims rather than what the Word of God claims. Yeah. Quick example. Well, 2016- wait, we can't wait.
1: Wait, wait. Hold it till we get back because we're oh, almost ahead. out of town. Yeah, we're going to take a break here. We're talking with David Fiorazzo, author of Redefining Truth Delusions of Replacing God and Calling Evil Good. Wow. Is that a big topic? Here on Mission America Radio, I'm Linda Harvey. Just stay with us, and we will continue this discussion right after this.
0: Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda.
1: How do you define truth? Do you believe the Word of God is true? Well, we have uh, a guest today, David Fiorazzo, who's just written an incredible book redefining truth delusions of replacing God and calling evil good you know that is an awesomely um, large topic David. <laughs> how did you mm-hmm. how did you pick that topic? I mean you can look at our culture of course, but you must yeah. have thought, hey, this is pretty daunting I can I uh, can I wrap my arms around that?
2: Yeah and this is the first time uh, in my being an author that the title came first. Wow. Um, delusions of replacing God if, if people, I mean that's one of the commandments uh, idolatry, do not make a God in your own image right? that's what America is doing, that's what mankind has done from the beginning of time, we're trying to form or fashion a God in our own image, in the image of man and of course calling evil good, that's taken from a verse in Isaiah 520 where he warns, God warns the people woe to those who call evil good and good evil and guess what's happening in our culture yeah. today the evil is being called good good is being called evil and i want to go back to something we got uh, before we took a break yes, there i wanted right. to share Finish what uh, mm-hmm. what man thinks truth is and right. it's not surprising oxford dictionary's word of the year for 2016 was post truth really post truth so you might, yeah, that's, that was it. They come up with a word of the year every year. One might conclude this generation, uh, has grown up putting stock in emotion, experience, style over substance. But uh, if you think about it, post truth, that was, I mean, there's no more truth. Truth is gone. It's old fashioned. But this is the idea of moral relativism. Everybody's making up their own truth. And, and, you know, you might say something about your belief in God or your faith, and someone is often quick to say, well, that's, your truth, not mine. And the question is, can there be more than one truth? Right. That's a good question. We did investigate that. I challenge people when they have the coexist bumper sticker on their car, and I say, okay, well, please explain to me how that goes. So, because Christianity, Jesus makes a very ex- thank God he makes a very exclusive claim. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, if Jesus is the truth, and the bible is true then that means other things must be false but that's not what the culture would have you believe especially right. with the coexist bumper sticker and that was created by the way to criticize or to minimize christianity and just say all religions are good which they're not yeah. and all religions lead to god well they might lead to a god small g uh, or especially the new age religion they can lead to many different gods but not the one true living
1: God. Well, and some of them lead to, and and these little small gods are, are demons, and they will mm-hmm. lead you in a way that will uh, take you directly away from God and towards self-destruction. Ultimately, you have so many interesting chapter titles that you, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not just, you're not just talking these big concepts. You then get down to Lies of the Left, Pelosi mm-hmm. Politics, um, Israel's True Prophetic History, Fighting for Religious Freedom. Uh, entertaining demons in America, women on the march. Wow, atheism, gnosticism, new age, and Wicca. I mean, I, we we've got four minutes. We are not going to be able to cover this. But you know, when you're talking about other religions and other faiths, we are you know that everybody's bowing before Islam today, so careful mm-hmm. to not offend. And in, within Christianity, people are saying Allah is the same God. As Jesus, but can they can they coexist? That do, do, do people in, who are true faithful Muslims believe Jesus was the one and only Savior, and that He died for our sins and rose again?
2: Well, they first of all, let me be clear. As you probably have been, I'm guessing on your radio program before, the God of Islam and the God of Christianity are completely different gods. Right. It goes back to the lineage of Abraham, Abraham's uh, handmaid Hagar and her son. Uh, I um ishmael whereas the abrahamic faith the true abrahamic faith we're talking about the lineage of abraham isaac and jacob abraham's firstborn uh, isaac which was abraham and sarah um there's so much information you can if someone does want to do an honest search for information on the differences between islam and christianity because it is confusing only well, primarily because of what the media puts out there and what the left puts out there. And we've got this politically correct society that wants to buy the lies. I don't get it. I see just a lot of contradictions. But I do want to quote real quickly the French political scientist, historian Alexis de Tocqueville. He said, um, the Prophet Muhammad, though gifted in the arts of persuasion and clearly a considerable military leader, which he was a mighty warrior and killed a lot of people, was both doubtfully literate, and certainly ill-informed about the contents of the Old Testament. He said, I studied the Koran a great deal. By and large, there have been few religions in the world as deadly to men as that of Muhammad. And I say that because a lot of people really respect him in America when you're talking about historians. But getting down to just what they believe and what we believe, they don't believe Jesus is divine. I think one of their beliefs is Jesus didn't die on the cross, that God took him or something, he, something happened before he was even uh, crucified, before he died, which is not true. They're trying to say the resurrection didn't happen. Right. And, and of course, they're ignoring hundreds and hundreds of eyewitnesses when they do that. Um, we could get into a lot of different you know, parallels. They are maybe, if you think about it, because they both believe in one God, Christianity and Islam, um, they think, we believe in three gods, by the way, because of the Father, mm-hmm. Son, and the Holy Spirit, because right. of the Trinity but they think our Bible has been corrupted when there's more evidence that supports the Bible. And by the way, the Quran was written hundreds and hundreds of years after it was passed down and finally put into writing after Muhammad died. Uh, the New Testament, a lot of the books in the New Testament, of course, were written within the lifetimes of the eyewitnesses themselves right. that lived and walked and heard Jesus speak and saw his life so there's just there's some comparisons right there
1: right and you know i want to make sure people know before we we only have a a minute and a half left um what the uh way to get your book will be i mean give this that uh, give us that again and i want people to remember it's redefining truth delusions of replacing god and calling evil good so how can people get your book
2: Thank you, Linda. Amazon.com will have it if it's not up today. It'll will be in a couple of days. But my website, DavidFiorazo.com, uh, Redefining Truth will be right up there with a, a little video. I put a four and a half minute video together, really describing the issues and the problems and the content of the book.
1: Yeah, and it's um, Fiorazo, F-I-O-R-A-Z-O. So exactly. uh, that's it's 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 a lovely name, but I want to make sure people <laughs> know how to to uh, do it. Thank you, David, for all you're doing. Thank you for your radio witness. You're speaking your wonderful books. I urge people to go on your website and, and be in touch with you. You, you make provoke thinking everywhere you go, and I just uh, really appreciate you. God bless you.
2: Thank you, Linda. God bless you as well.
1: And I want you folks to keep uh, aware of some of these trends and, and to stay on top of this and to keep stirring that imagination grounded in the Lord, because we have so much to contend with today. But just remember, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a wonderful day.